Golden Globies. It's uh, it's been a it's been a dark week. You know, Murray, I was out driving for an hour and a half today doing some soul searching. How many people did you hit? How many points did you get? I racked up quite a few points. I'm still waiting to get clearance on a couple of them because we know that some religious figures, they have to go to the judges panel to figure out if there's points. But it's been a hard week because we did Navy SEALs. And Murray, I want to bring something to you. I thought long and hard about this. 90 whole minutes, which we know is the perfect length for anything and everything. Yeah. I want to ban Charlie. We couldn't even get 90 minutes out of Navy SEALs. I want to ban Charlie Sheen. I normally I'd agree with you. And I. <laughs> we have to do one movie. I'm all on board with the ban, but he did one movie that had Sherilyn Fenn naked in it. I just want an excuse to see Sherilyn Fenn naked. So I'm going to ban your band one time. And so, I'm not saying we might be a year from now we get to this movie. So you're going to get a ban for a year at least. Oh, man. So you're putting it in some kind of suspension. Yeah. And then once we do it, then it's for life. I don't give a shit. I don't want to do Platoon. I don't want to see Charlie Sheen's face. Yeah, I think in a year I can see his face again. But it has to be when you with Cheryl Fennekin. Oh, yeah. You're going to be like, you're not even going to notice his face. Perfect. I hate the whole Estevez family, so I'm with you. I don't like him. I've always hated Emilio. He's my. He's, I hate him more than Charlie. Yeah. So Steve James did not give us a strength last week because that was that was a rough. Yeah, we did a two hour movie in about fifty minutes yeah. because it, there's nothing to that movie. It's just cover me. Yeah. Cover me. Cover me. Let's shoot these brown people. Cover me. That's all it is. It's awful. In contrast. We don't even get a 90-minute movie this week, and this is going to be a three-hour episode probably. This movie is fucking brilliant. I can't believe I haven't come across this movie until today. Like, I, I, I don't even recall hearing the utterance of its title. And it it, it uh, inspired a reboot, like I think, like 10 years ago with Jason Stratham, I think they call him. Statham? Statham? I don't fucking know. Yeah, the bald know. guy. Yeah, he's fucking awful. Uh, and, of course, they have to take all the fun shit out of it. What is make wrong it, with oh? And that has like five sequels or some shit. Does it really? It's some something crazy. But they're all direct to like streaming or whatever. This DVD. is this is my Fast and the Furious. Yeah, this is I it. would rather watch this. This movie you can get two of these in one Fast and the Furious movie. It's so fucking good. Zero characters last week. We had a lot of people we wanted to see fleshed the characters out. Characters were all zeros. You're right. Exactly. We wanted to see some of those characters get fleshed out, and none of them did. They tried, but they're so boring. I didn't. Care yeah. About. In this movie, we have 10, 11, 12. We have like 14 different characters that you get to meet, and each one leaves a nice little the sweet thing. taste they're on your They're not even fleshed out, but just because they're costumes, you know who they are. I can, like, I know this character. Yeah, yeah, they do enough to give us a couple lines, and you're like, okay, I know this, yep. this character. They, they give us motivations to everybody. They give us a little background on everybody, why they're trying to, you know, where they were last year, what they're after Cliches this year. are good is what I'm trying to say. Stereotypes are good. <laughs> I fucking loved it. So we have five different racing crews. Yeah, and it's like wacky races with death. Oh, my God. So good. And uh, each crew had a woman in it. Yeah, I think you're right. No, I'm yeah, absolutely it, it, it right. Was, uh, yeah, it was very forward. Thing. Well, it's in the year 2000. Yeah. Way, way in the future. Okay, so Murray, we're going to play a little game here. We need to compare and contrast because this is, this is now a period piece. How did this hold up to the real 2000? 
Because I remember my my first death race my mom took me to. Because remember in the movie, 1980s, when they started. Because this is the 20th anniversary in this movie. Yes. I, I, I remember like it was yesterday. I loved it. Did your dad ever take you to a death race? I got to go to one, but we had to sneak over there. Mom, again, she was... Quite she, a lot of tits. She wasn't cool with the violence, but, you know... Well, your mom the, loves violence. I thought she just hated tits. All right, yeah, I got it backwards. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she's cool with the violence. So the races was one thing, but they did. I did get snuck into the hotel when they have, like, the in-between, the, the legs of the, the race. Pit stops. Yeah, the pit stops. So I did get to get an autograph, and of course it was just the woman painted her tit and Nipple pushed print. it onto a yeah. So That's cool. yeah, that that I got that. It's under the mattress, still there. I have it in a I have it in a bag. Got yeah, it. Mine framed on the wall. Got you framed on the wall. Right yeah, next I, to my Robert Ginty autograph. <laughs> so Murray, five women in this movie. I'm gonna try my hardest. I think I can name all five, and we are gonna play the classic game murder. Fuck Mary Kill. Fuck Mary Kill. But there, that's three. So you have five women. Yeah. Where are my choices? But wait. What so do you mean? You're gonna choose out of the five. Okay. Just choose three out of the five. What? Usually you give you three choices because there's three things you have to do. Right. What you get? You get to play around with it a little bit. So okay, you get Cleopatra. Okay. Do you remember Cleopatra? Yes, I do. Remember okay. Cleopatra. Uh, Matilda the Hun. Yes, I remember. Great Nazi woman. <laughs> Great Nazi. One of the best. Uh, and then we have Annie Smith. Yes. Sweeter than a Granny Smith apple. Uh, let's see. Then we have Janet. What was it? Janet. Wait, Myra. What's that? The Calamity Jane. Calamity Jane. That's what I was thinking and of. Myra. And Amira. Even though Stallone calls him Mary at one time. In the, in Myra. The oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he didn't even know his navigator's name. So, Murray, what are we going with first? Uh, hmm. I know. We'll do. We'll, do, we'll start what? with uh. Who, kill my, my yeah, what? let's start with who we're gonna kill, and you you do who you kill. I'll do who I kill. I think I'm gonna go with Cleopatra because I didn't really get to know her at all. So I was just like, I didn't care. I cared about her the least because she's least. She's only in the movie for like. She's got great tits. But... Yeah, you do get to see her tits. They're pretty great. And um, yeah, yeah. Okay, what am I? Who am I? Gonna, I'm gonna get rid of uh, Andy right off the bat. Wow. She's sneaky. I don't like that. She's not up Even front. Even if it's for a good purpose? I, I guess it was a good purpose, but still. I don't I don't like how uh, how secretive she was, and she's throwing her body around out there to try to keep the secret secret. I don't like that. So okay. I'm get, I'm done with her. Okay, now who am I going to fuck? I'm going to fuck Calamity Jane. I think she looks like she's fun. Yeah? Yeah. All right, all right. I'm going to go with Mara. Mira? Myra, Myra, I that I I love that little pipsqueak accent that she has there yeah, and she everything. She was a classic ditzy blonde character. Yeah, I love that, but I would not be able to hang around with it too long. Yeah. So and uh, am I telling too much about myself when I say I want to marry Matilda the Hun, the Nazi <sighs> girl, because she was hot? <laughs> is that is that wrong? Oh, I wouldn't. God. I wouldn't agree with what she had to say, but I like to. Have, I like to have sex with her on a regular. <laughs> so Murray, I'm wanna... going the same direction as you. <laughs> ah. So here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna in our in our uh, hypothesis here, we have converted her back to the same ways. What? She she's no longer a Nazi. I don't even care. She can still <laughs> be a Nazi. It's just we won't talk about that. Okay. You know? <laughs> we're both marrying the Nazi. Okay. All right. But no, it's so great, and the cars—they're just 
they're, of course, they're wacky racers, so they have to dress them all up to be to match their unique styles. So Calamity Jane's like a southern girl. So they got she's the, a cowgirl. She's a cowgirl. So she's got a bull car. Yep, she's got a bull themed car. Cleopatra or Nero the hero and Cleopatra. They have the lion. It's a lion. Okay, yeah. I didn't notice that one. Oh uh, yeah, was it? Was it a lion? Yes. Not a bull. No, no. There's not two bulls. It's a, oh yeah, there was already a bull. I'm, I'm yeah. somehow confusing. Uh, and then of course, who else do we have? We've got Matilda. The buzz- just has like a. It's like a. Camouflage, like, and it had like a giant like rocket on the back yeah. or something. It had some weird apparatus and on the top. Joe Turbo had the Tommy guns and the big fucking cardboard knife. knife. <laughs> and of course, our hero Frankenstein had a dragon. I think it was supposed to be. <laughs> I guess it was supposed to be a dragon or an alligator. I don't know. It looked so fucking cool. All these cars together. Just I mean, only we so always said this is a Roger Corman film, so it was like you know shoestring budget. And uh, so what they did was they bought. Roger Carmen bought like five Volkswagens because apparently they had the engine in the back. Oh, okay. Which is a race car thing, I guess. So, yeah. And they he hired a guy to design the bodies, and they just put these bodies on it. So the reason why you've never seen these cars like in any kind of car museum, they got blown up in the movie. There's one each, and they all got blown up. Is well, it? except for Frankenstein's didn't. I'm always trying to f- really figure out the words to – punctuate why these movies are so great this movie is just so fucking punk rock isn't it blowing up your own cars doing it on a shoestring budget you can't i can't imagine they wasted much film so it's like what they captured that's on the screen i I love it it was filmed in 17 days 17 days no one else is coming in there touching this shit this is just whatever robert roger gorman could i listened to the uh direct because like i said hour and 20 minutes So I listened to the, I watched it, did my notes, and then I watched it again with the director's commentary. Oh, okay. They had director's commentary and with you know Roger Corman, who didn't direct it, so I don't know why I said director's commentary. He <laughs> produced it, and uh, Mary Warnoff, who played Calamity Jane, who was also in Night of the Comets, one of our. Oh, we got okay. we got a lot of callbacks. We got Stallone in this. We got David Carradine. We got yeah. Mary Warnoff, and who else was in it? Oh, and Martin Cove, our man from Steel Justice, Nero oh, the Hero. Oh, he's Nero. Oh, I was like, why do I recognize that beautiful face with a sweater just draped over his shoulder? That, oh, that makes sense. He was talking a lot about how the science of, uh, because in real life, these kind of cars, you can't, you can't do turns as fast, like a hundred miles an hour. So how do you crank the, 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 uh, cameras? Mm -hmm. So usually it's 24 frames per second and you would slow it. So he. That's why you, you know it's a lot of it. A lot of times it looks like it's sped up. Oh yeah, yeah. So he spent a lot of time talking about that. <laughs> I mean, there is a lot of fun camera work going on there to make it look how it did, and it. This is just a fun fucking movie to sit down and watch. It's so good. It's so entertaining. And hey, if you're if you're into to seeing a lot of skin, this is the movie for you too. Well, yeah. Well, if you if you're into seeing some Stallone ass. Better luck next time. You're going to have to wait another, like, 10-plus years for Tango and Cash. Yeah, because he said, nope, I'm not showing my ass. He's like, you can put a towel on my ass. But he, you, you, see a, you can see some cleavage, some butt cleavage. Can't see full ass. He shaved, like, his whole body for that scene, too. Uh, Did uh, you notice? Usually you got that little bit of a happy trail going down into your butt valley. And, and, he shaved that it was shit. Funny, Mary Warnoff said, like, David Carradine couldn't wait to get naked. He was constantly ripping his clothes off. I am not surprised. When <laughs> when he was undressing, I was like, he looks very happy about this. Yeah. Like, the grin on his face. He said Salone was kind of shy. David Carradine, 
Wait, 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 let me whip my dick out. Garrett, they were probably asking him to put his underwear back on. <laughs> they they made him those special black briefs just to he get had, him the, to he wear. He had a samurai cop fucking banana hammock on. Yeah. Oh, man. All the scenes of him undressing in front of uh, Annie, and mm. she's just like, is that the leg that got blown off in 1942? That's the one. I went too yeah, far Yeah, so back. since it's a Roger Corman pr- pr- uh, project, he's like, yeah, there's got to be nudity in it. Like mm-hmm. you're getting naked in this movie. He tells the actors you're getting. Oh, naked. you know, I watched another Roger Corman movie earlier in the week, and it was the same thing. Just random cuts of women dancing naked. Yeah. So that's that's Corman yeah, eh? because he was just about making money. He didn't give a shit about art. Right. I mean, his whole rap was he gave a lot of directors big name like Scorsese and Francis Ford Coppola and Ron Howard like their start, and he was hands off. He's just like, this is what you got the budget. Don't come to me asking for any more money. And you can do whatever the fuck you want. So he like let people do what they did, just as long as it came in under budget and made money. Then he, that's all he gave a shit about. And this you know? movie costs like three. If so, I saw something like $3? three three hundred to five hundred thousand, and yeah. it made like eight million plus. Yeah. So you know what he's doing? Fucking Christ! Like just come turn on, him out. Just just get that kind of turnaround today. I love to see that shit. But, uh, yeah, we got all the skin. We got Tango and Cash. Got some butt shots later of Stallone. Don't get that much in this movie. We got, we got everything in this movie, Murray. And it's hour, 20 minutes. And like you said, we're going to talk about it for four and a half hours because it's chock full of wonderful little details. Logic. That's one thing I want to point out about this movie. It sticks to its logic. It's nice sci-fi dystopian future. I love that. We're in the year 2000, of course. We got uh, totalitarian government. They're called the Bipartisans, which yeah. I just found too funny. Yeah, I think this kind movie... of fits with what's going on right now. Right. Just so much of this shit. Just, it, it's just so good. Like even Roger, D, Roger Ebert came back to this movie so many years later. He gave it a zero star when he first saw it. He's like, this is some cartoon bullshit right here. And he came back to it. He says, I'm not going to change my review, but this movie's fucking great. Roger Ebert. That was a quote. Still shit, but it's great shit. Well, he, yeah, he just wasn't going to change his opinion, his original opinion, like that was printed. But they believe that's the thing. It was meant to be a cartoon. I don't know why anyone. I mean, everybody was rating it like it was supposed to be some huge social commentary. Well, Roger Corman said the book, not the book, it was like a short story. Yeah, I want to get that now. Was based on it, and he said it was very serious. And he was like, I think I want to make it fun. Yeah, and put some satire in it, and some tits in it. Yeah, and that's what he did. And everyone's like, yeah, like, I, and this, this is what drives me crazy. Like, oh, right, we got a Nazi character. She's so cartoonishly over the top. You couldn't even have that character in a movie now, even though how, how ridiculous she is. Right. And uh, fucking her, her navigator was basically Rick Moranis. That it guy. was Fred Grandy. You won't know who he is, but yeah. people in my age will know he played Gopher on the Love Boat. <laughs> and he actually became a congressman oh. in real life. Oh, okay. Yes, Herman the German. All right, so we've already gone too long talking about this. Uh, we're on pace to double the length of Navy SEALs. So Hey, you guys got two 90-minute episodes in a row. So you, we're due a fucking two-hour We're due episode. a long one, and we gave you guys the bonus tippy-tap if you just need to get in and out. <laughs> God, right. Lorenzo Lamas, you just, oh, I, I love Lorenzo. He sounds like a piece of shit, but I love his work. All right, let's get to this trailer then. Gentlemen, start your podcasts. Here's the trailer for Death Race 2000. The year 2000. America is a vast speedway. People line the streets to witness the greatest drivers on Earth in a race from sea to shining sea. This is a 
Death Race. You finish first, or not at all. Death Race 2000. Every car a deadly weapon. Every spectator a potential point. It's a cross-country road wreck, and the traffic is murder. Who are you, anyway? Best driver on Earth. I don't want you to die. He was built by the world's finest surgeons to drive the fastest car ever designed, and nothing can stop him now. Death Race 2000, rated R. All right, our movie opens up with something Murray absolutely hates. He This almost killed the movie for him. He said he hit I almost turned it off. Yeah. And I was the one who picked this movie. Explain it. There's nothing to explain because there's nothing there. It's like the worst opening of all time. It's like a, a child's scrawling of a car with, with a little skull in there and stuff. And it's like, like I I guess no but no none of the budget went into well, they, this this movie did uh, like run out of money near the end. None of the budget went to the fucking uh, graphics because it was like a child's drawing of a of a car and it goes room room. It says death race. <laughs> <laughs> they just get in and out. They, only, they, they even were embarrassed by it. So they're like, get that off the screen. And we launch into a uh, marching band just getting everybody fired up because we got a huge audience. Did you like how they did the background here? Where the they that painting of the yeah. future? Did you, you a... see the little train? They had like a laser train car yes, go by. because uh, Roger Corman said he did that intentionally because it, it draws your eye and it Keeps the illusion that that's 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 real. Oh yeah, like a three D. If you like, if you see just a painting, it eventually becomes. Oh, that's obviously, even though I both ways I saw it was fake. Oh yeah, I'm just bummed out. What happened? Like, did we have an earthquake? What happened to those great futuristic cities twenty years ago that we had? Did Al Qaeda? We, we drive through all kinds of cities in this movie, and we don't get to see any of the, <laughs> these features at all. I don't. What I guess? I guess uh, was that the World Trade Center? Because it's Must like it's in we New, New York. York. We're in New New York. I'm yes, sure is what it's everything called. is a new new. So, uh, I want to point out that they were at a real racetrack where real races were going on, and in between races they filmed these scenes. Really? Well, you see, there's like thousands of people. Yes, in I the was bleachers. wondering. Yeah, I just figured uh, Roger Corman said, "Hey guys, you want to see some tits?" Fucking seats filled, no, asses everywhere. No. But we get to see all the fans of all the racers, lots of swastikas everywhere. Yeah. Tilda's yeah. got that fan base. I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> what movie did you make me watch, Murray? <laughs> we got a lot of people just Fs on their chest for Frankenstein because he's the reigning champ. He's the only guy to win the, the transcontinental road race two times. Yeah, and he's been at it for years, hasn't he? At least 20, because they've been doing it for 20 years. He's been in it every year? I don't know. Because I, I, I know he has a whole history, and he explains it to us later. I don't think I put any of it in the notes. But he's got a whole injury list, and it goes back, I, I feel like, eight well, or nine he's, years. He's like Frankenstein. Exactly. He, he crashes, and they bring him back to life. Yeah. So we get the Deacon, Deacon Doom, whatever the fuck his name was. I just remember Deacon, and he's dressed like a Grand Wizard, too. So you get the Nazi fucking flag. Well, we're living in a totalitarian, we're living in Trump's America, totalitarian society. Right. There is Chick-fil-A sauce for everybody, though. We learned that our, our president's in his winter palace in, in uh, Peking or something like that. And it's like, what? So, like, are we, t- have we taken over the world? Have we taken over China? I don't know. I mean, we we put our bases everywhere to stand our ground. And, you know, eventually we just murdered everybody because they were too close to our ground. Makes so sense. it's a very oppressive society. 
Yeah, I, I they I, make they they even make people wear masks during pandemics. That's how oppressive it is. <laughs> Marjorie Taylor Greene, if only she was around in two thousand. That woman, it's my age. I'm a couple months older than her. Isn't that I, just sad? Eight makes you look fucking ugly. Yeah, that's the truth. But as as bummed out as this world is, we get some very enthusiastic reporters. We get our man Junior Bruce, played by the real. Don Steele, he was, he, who was a real DJ in L.A. Okay, is that why his name in the credits yeah, is the, the real? real? <laughs> Steele, yeah. Who wants the fake one? Right? Okay, We, if you're just starting this movie and you have no idea what's happening, you're already like, what am I looking at? It is a beautiful spectacle. And then Junior Bruce's face is crammed. He looks like Jim Cornette with long hair. <laughs> he he's got the big glasses. He's got the mouth. He's a uh, scarf around his neck. He's got all kinds of scarves. He's got these fucking giant boots. <laughs> I... Cannot I just love so much about this movie. Junior Bruce is killing it. I over got here. a real Griff vibe off Junior. I think you, that should be your new look. You th- oh, Bruce. dude, I I would love to pull off some Junior Bruce looks. We got and then we have Grace Pander, who's a great friend of everybody. Yeah. She's oh, her thing is always my great friend Matilda, my great personal friend. Yeah. So they're all getting us hyped up. Then the racers they show up. First, we see our girl Calamity Jane and her navigator Pete. Yep, these are the Texans, as we talked about. Got the bull, uh, bull car. And then everybody's favorite sexy Nazi, Matilda <laughs> the Hun, shows up with her navigator, Herman the German. Ooh. And all their, she's getting sick hiled by everybody in the audience. <laughs> They're loving it. <laughs> then our buddy Nero the Hero shows up with his, his navigator, Cleopatra, and she's feeding him grapes. And uh, Martin Cove was like, it was not written as gay, but he's like, I think this character, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play him as gay. I get this. So he played it a little squishy, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I can see it. And then our man, pre-Rocky, Sylvester Stallone, Sly, Machine Gun Joe Viterbo shows up. And he's got a chip on his shoulder. He thinks he's the star. He's jealous of Frank. Everyone loves Frankenstein. Yeah. So he literally pulls out a Tommy gun and just shoots the fucking Frankenstein face. <laughs> Unloads on him. You like you like We'll take this, and this blows him away. And so, okay, we're waiting for our last race, our last participant. But we have to cut over to just this giant, empty, a lot of giant, empty rooms. In empty this room, yeah, where all the press is waiting by, and I believe that's where uh, Grace. What was her name? Cassie. Grace Pander. Grace Pander is waiting, and she's explaining to the camera crew that. In just any second now, Frankenstein will be coming through those doors. Returning champion. Returning. And so, sure enough, on a, on a little gurney, he comes and pushed through. It's like Frankenstein. He's got the he's got the sheet over him. Being pushed in by the director of the movie. Oh, really? Yes. The bald guy? Yes. Oh, nice. Okay. So he gets pushed in, and he slowly rises, just like hinges at the hips, and he's still got the sheet over him, and then he slowly reveals himself, and he's wearing like... A it's Batman cowl it's a gimp type thing. I mean, yeah. It's just like the gimp. Yeah. With a cape. <laughs> it's just zippers all over the place, down his arm. No pragmatic purpose. They're just zippers oh, to look yeah. fucking cool. And his you can see his one eye is just like fucking gnarly. Yeah, he's, it's, got like, he's got giant Gary Busey teeth going what on. What was with those teeth? And lips, too. Yeah. Those <laughs> lips were giant, too. I couldn't tell what was going he's on. He's looking like Jonah Hex in a gimp costume. There we go. And he's meeting his new because he always he goes through navigators like that because he's always crashing apparently because that's why he's so fucked up. Yeah, that again they're always piecing him back together. Frankenstein. The we name. also learned he's close, warm, personal friends with the president. Well, he's won so many times, like you right. know, the, who wouldn't want to hang out with Frankenstein? 
So he's ready to go. He just had another limb transplant, and he's rare, ready and raring to go. He meets uh, Annie, his uh, navigator. Yep. Sexy the, blonde. They've got they've got uh they're like discreetly meeting in the back. The press isn't there anymore, so you know they're discussing meeting for the first time and kind of t- she's trying to show him the ropes. Like I, I I packed away those protein pills and those thirty minute sleep pills, yeah. <laughs> and uh, of course all the navigation is all set to go. Also, I'm a nurse. Just throwing that out there. Just, and he, I love that Frank is just like, can you navigate? I don't give a shit. Can you navigate? Right. right. So we go back outside, and we get it before the race starts. We get a, a message from beloved El Presidente himself, the president. I don't think he even had a name in this movie. Is this the president? They call him Mr. P and Mr. President. And he's just like, he's like Trump. He just gives people what they want, man. He's like, do you want carnage? Well, here it is. And all that shit. It's like a Thunderdome speech. Right. And everyone's just eating it up. They just love this guy. It's a cult of personality. Did you like the background where he shot this? Where was it? It was Penitentiary 3. Did you not recognize oh the God. fog? I did hear some snarling. Yeah. I, that was... Was that the Midnight is the VP Midnight Thud? I believe Midnight Thud worked his way up from a crack addiction to vice fucking president. Only in America. Only in America. I'm I'm, I'm proud for Midnight. <laughs> I'm so proud. Uh, I, he couldn't even fucking talk when we first <laughs> met him, and suddenly right. he's goddamn voice. Well, he always had a crack pipe in his mouth. So how could he talk? <laughs> but now he's he's. I like only in America. Oh. So we learned this is a race from New York, New New York to New New L.A. Mm-hmm. We have two pit stops. This is going to take two days to go across country. It's yeah. like Cannonball Run on steroids. Love one, it. One pit stop in St. Louis and one in Albuquerque. Yep. So, all right. we got. That's it. We don't spend five hours explaining it. It's like two lines from Junior Bruce. We know what we're going to do. Yeah. Love it. I love it. I love it. So these haul ass right out, out, out of the speedway and go right onto the Lincoln Tunnel. All right, and our first leg, of course, is through Manhattan, which does not look anything like Manhattan. It's just open roads. Because it was filmed in California, but yeah. <laughs> right, but it's supposed to be Manhattan. There was a tunnel, and they had a sign that said Lincoln Tunnel somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know. We know it's dystopian because there's a lot of newspaper on the oh, streets. Oh, yeah, newspapers everywhere. <laughs> Candy wrappers. But and New York is usually dead, you know, at this time of day, you know. I was I, I no traffic at all. I was immediately worried because if you listen, you know I cannot stand car chases, and here we are in a car movie, which you could expect a lot of car chases in, but they break it up so well. So right off the bat, we got screeching and grinning, and you know people kind of jockeying for position right off the bat. But pretty quickly, they all take up their preferred routes. They split up in three different directions. That's why they have navigators. They all got different routes. Yep, and they want to stay further away. And uh, along the way, we're about to learn that there's a whole set of – there's a whole point system, too. This is just incredible. This is incredible. So, uh, yeah. We cut – so the race is on. So now we got – who are our antagonists? We've met our protagonists. Mm -hmm. Rebels. Rebels do want to stop this oppressive regime led by Mrs. Payne, a little old lady. And she, I think, is more about the peaceful way of doing it. And her underlings are like, no, we got to do, we got to blow shit up. And we learned that, oh, my God, Frankenstein's uh, navigator, Annie, she's working with Mrs. Payne. She's the great granddaughter or granddaughter. I don't know what the fuck she was. She was yeah, it was supposed to, to be granddaughter, I think. Of Mrs. Payne. So she's an insider. 
And they're like, you sure she's going to do it? She's like, I have total confidence in my granddaughter. Though. How could anybody handle Frankenstein by themselves? It's Frankenstein! I saw his eye get blown up in 1983 race. Mm. Mm. So back to when, when they're speaking of Annie, they go right back to her. Good, good transition. Great segue. Movie gets it. I think uh, Frankenstein asked her, like, while they're driving, can you check on something in the like the engine? So she like while they're driving is like crawling on the fucking. In a minute here, yeah, that happens. But uh, Annie is uh, immediately curious about that face. She's like, I, I, look, if we're gonna be driving across the country for the next three days, I'm hot for your body. I love the gimp suit, but I gotta know what's going on with that face. Like, and he's up- like, sure, whatever. I was yeah. surprised by that. I thought he'd be like a little more coy about it. Yeah. And so he peels back, like he's got the helmet on, which has a couple little bolts kind of near, you know, the yeah. lower portion of it to be like Frankenstein's neck bolts. And uh, she pull, he pulls that off and reveals uh, that he's got like this face mask thing on. Yeah. And that's where the eye makeup and all that. And he pulls it off and he's beautiful. It's beautiful David Carradine. There's no Were scarring. You expecting a more handsome face? It's like, fuck, man. I'm I'm dripping over here. Can't get much more handsome than David Carradine in '75. Looking beautiful. I was like, this man should have been uh, in the Road Warrior. So she's just gaga over there. She's oh my god, you are you're beautiful. He's like, yeah, I know. (laughs) Oh, and all this, we got to check on some more racers. So let's see what uh, Machine Gun Joe Machine Gun Joe's up to. Well, he notices a construction crew just happens to be working on the road he's driving down. Oh, and we pointed man. out he's got a gigantic knife right on the, right on the hood of his car. <laughs> and so he just shoves it up a guy's ass. He just like, runs over the guy and pales the guys on the ass with that knife. And, and like a lot of the, that horrible fucking orange blood they used for some yeah. reason in the 60s and 70s all over his crotch. I fucking loved it. Oh, it's so it's so just over the top gory. And that's when we cut back to the studio where I think the other, the old dude, I think his name was Harold. He he starts to explain some of the point structure to us because he's like, oh, you know, I think my. What Junior Bruce does first. I was going to say, Junior Bruce, I think, uh, breaks the news that, oh, man, if this guy was just two years older because he's 38. But if he was 40, he would have been worth more points, Murray. Wow. You blew it, Joe. As the cars roar into Pennsylvania, the cradle of liberty, it seems apparent that our citizens are staying off the streets, which may make scarring particularly difficult, even with this year's rule changes. To recap those revisions, women are still worth 10 points more than men in all age brackets, but teenagers now rack up 40 points and toddlers under 12 now rate a big 70 points. The big score, anyone, any sex, over 75 years old, has been upped to 100 points. As always, how fast you move determines how long you live. Harold, and he explains the point system, which takes 30 seconds. Can you do a Harold voice? He just got that old ravelly. Like... He's like, cause, like every, like, because uh, Junior Bruce and Grace, they're like all like rah rah, and he's like the gravitas of the group. Yeah, like, Walter Cronkite. Yes, I, he. Yeah, I think that's exactly who he's supposed to be, like Walter Cronkite. Even though he, to me, it's not like he was doing a Howard Cosell impression. But he's like, women are still worth ten points. 
teens, 40. Toddlers, 70. And anyone over 70, 100 points. Mm. So now we got it. That's all we needed to know. That's it. And they're doing this so well. The race is happening. We're learning. Things are, oh, it just moves forward so well. All right, let's check out another racer, though. Calamity Jane, our old cowgirl friend. What's she up to? Well, she's just driving, and then she notices. Like, that's another thing. There's a lot of, like, spectators that, like, are taunting our, like, drivers. Like, they want to die. Yeah, well, we learn about that. There's plenty of people willing to die for this. This is the death sport is the opiate. This, sounds, for- this is something that would happen in 2021. Absolutely. It's we like- see people storming the Capitol willing to die for an idiot. People out here. Well, no, but- it's just people. They, they're so desperate to be famous. Like, I got killed by Calamity Jane. Like, they, they, I looked at my TikTok. Man. Oh, geez. Okay. Never mind. I can't go into that. That's too dark. <laughs> it's true. So there's a guy who she has, we point out, she has a bull car. So he has like a Torador, like red cape and shit. And he's like wow. taunting her. And she's like, I got to kill this motherfucker. A tor- was that Torador? Isn't that what that's called? I don't know. I just call them bullfighters. But Torador? Yeah, Is that I the official that, name? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I fucking love it. And he's like, Toro, Toro. And they're doing a little scene. Well, we, we, I want to point out, Mary Warnock was from New York. She didn't know how to drive. So it's all her <laughs> stunt driver doing all these scenes. And she impales the guy like right through his fucking chest with the gores or with the horn on her hood of her car. I, I want to segue. Not segue. I want to interrupt this for one minute. If you could take one piece of clothing from one person's costume in this whole movie, what would you take? Let me think about that. Uh, Frankenstein's cape? I don't know. I don't oh, know. okay. I want this woman's jacket. I fucking... The fringe fucking... Oh, I just <laughs> you know, love I, it. I don't feel about it. So good. But yeah, she murders the uh, Torador. Yeah. And and then you got... Uh, what's, her, what, what's her... Wait, what is her guy's name? Paul? Pete. Pete! It's just like a beautiful kill. Chef kisses. Loved it. All right. And we're going back over to Frank... And we're barreling down. Uh, it's Obama's death panels. It's Euthanasia Day. No, this is uh, Andrew Cuomo. Andrew it's, Cuomo. Oh, yeah, yeah that's more up to up right. to. Yeah, he can't wait to get rid of these old folks. So <laughs> he's he's got to keep those COVID numbers low. <laughs> right. So he's like, put them out on the street. Let what Frank was, take. What care was two thousand? Was that uh, when we had the bird flu? We've I, we've had so many weird fucking flus, monkeypox, yeah. all that shit. But anyway, Cuomo's kicking out old people, literally putting them in the middle of a highway. They're happy about it. They can't wait to die. They're into the death race, too. <laughs> 20 years running. Everyone's into this death race. Right. And so Frank, like, Frank, uh, Annie's like, hey, look at all those points there. Yeah, she was like, what are they all doing? And Frank, very calm, very, Carradine is so good in this role. It's euthanasia day. <laughs> they're putting them out the pasture. Okay, so, and so you think, oh my god, look at all these points you can rack up. We just learned it's a hundred points for elderly people. Yeah, but no, 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 that's the Frank. Don't play that game. So just as you think he's going to run over all these old people, he's front curves and he runs over all the nurses and doctors. So how do you take this movie seriously if you're a movie critic? When he runs over all the doctors, it's kind of like they're kind of hidden by a uh, a brush and a hill and everything, and you just see doctors flying in the air. They're making bonking noises bonk 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 and they're flying up in the air their clipboards and everything are going all over the place and it's just it's ridiculous and we go back to the studio murray what's the breakdown frankenstein scores frankenstein scores at last 
But what kind of a score, boys and girls? Just 110 points out of a possible big 700. What do you think about that, Gracie? Well, those doctors, dear friends of mine, have been pretty smug all these years, setting up the old folks. Frankenstein must have decided it was their turn. Which only goes to show that even the fearsome Frankenstein has a 100% red-blooded American sense of humor. <laughs> Breakdown is Frank has 110 points. But he could have had 700 if he'd kill these old people. There's seven old people out there. Junior Bruce is, like, freaking out. He's playing the role of the audience, kind of playing up the ignorance. Yeah, he, he loves the fucking race. Yeah. yeah. And then you go over to Harold, and he just says, I think that... Frankenstein is pulling everyone's leg today. Good night, America. And we, while that's going on, we see uh, Mrs. Payne, Annie's grandmother, watching this. They're watching it. Like, everyone's watching it. What yeah. are we going to do? There's no other channel. It's just this channel. And she's it's, like, like, it's like North Korea. That was Annie. Frank didn't do it. Annie, her goodness, stopped him from running over those old people. We're winning. <laughs> and now we I thought we didn't get enough Nero the hero. I thought we got robbed of some but I guess somebody has to be the first to We die. did. Well well we were in that Thomasina Payne uh segment and she was talking about how Annie saved it. We see her right hand man. I forget did we go over his name? I don't think he had a name. Let's know. call him Barney. Uh I think that was the name we've been using for people we forget all the time now. So Barney is uh putting on a dress and like a big sun hat with a big like, you know, thing to tie it under his chin and he's like me and my guys are going out to take care of this. And she's like, all right, good luck. And then we cut over to Nero. He's driving with Cleopatra, and he goes, hey, there's a family over there having a picnic. Look at that whole big family, kids, yeah. women. They're reporting in. They're behind because every Frank's got points. Uh, Joe's got points. Everyone's getting points, but they missed their first opportunity that we didn't see. So they're, they're filling us in on details we don't even need to worry about. And, yeah, they spot that family. Cleopatra's like, look. Kill! Don't forget, go for the baby and the woman, because that's worth the most points. And then the family just gets up and runs. He's like, hey, wait, they're leaving the baby. They're leaving the baby. They're leaving the baby. The baby's the highest point total. (laughs) So they can't wait to run over this baby. Did you notice what was at their picnic? No. Cheeseburgers. I didn't see a fucking grill there. Did they bring cold cheeseburgers? Apparently they did. Well, it's a trap, Griff. (laughs) It's a very good... Because we see they zoom, we get a nice shot of the baby, but it's a dummy baby with dynamite strapped to it. And we see the car moving towards the baby. Great shot. Great shot. And then Nero runs over, like, yeah, I did it. And then he just blows up. And then we see Barney, like, behind a tree going, ah, I got you, motherfuckers. <laughs> All right. And this is where we cut to a nice little interview segment. We got, uh, oh, God, I already forgot her name again. Gracie? Grace, Grace Pander. Grace Pander, and she is interviewing... The widow of the first kill, that construction guy who got the knife up his ass, yeah. yeah. And they sit her, sit, sit her down. And they make it look like they're at, they're at the woman's house, but it's obviously a set and everything. Yeah, yeah. And again, this it's bringing up all those good feels from The Running Man and all those like dystopian fucking game show movies that already exi- well existed later. But oh, I love this so much. But. Yeah, they're they're giving her prizes. They're like, "What's it like to be uh, available again?" She's like, "I can't wait to get out there." Uh, you know, I hear Joe's available. I'm gonna try to get with him first. It's so excited. Just but she, she's gonna go into what she's gonna be doing in Acapulco. We get a break in the transmission from Mrs. Payne, and she wants an end to this race. 
and she wants freedom for all. We need to take down this president. We need to have a witch hunt and all this shit, you know. Yeah. And so now we know we got we know their motivation. Right. We go over to back into Frank's car. They actually all have TVs in their cars that we don't see. Well, but they're a, there. It is the future. Yeah, it's the future. It's 2000. We all had TVs in our cars, actually. Kind of. We we're close to it. I yeah. didn't, but yeah, we're close to it. So, uh, yeah, Annie's just like, oh, that's really, really interesting. Frank, how do you feel about that? And he's just total deadpan. He's like, oh, he adds a little spice to the thing. He's, <laughs> he's just like, I, all I do is race. I don't fucking care. I just want to win. Winning is the only measure of excellence. He's the ex- excellence of executioner. Executioner of excellence. So while it's going on, the resistance, they're all throughout America. They're setting up these roadblocks and all this shit. There's a gate that Matilda just barrels fucking through and kills some people. Yeah, they. Th- th- this is uh, a really poorly created gate and they're like oh man there's a big hole through it and they hear the car coming they think they're on the one side of the gate that's right and then they turn around and the car is barreling down on them from behind yeah Uh, jokes on you fuck faces and yeah it's it's our girl matilda (laughs) and we're getting toward the end of the day we're going right we're entering uh st louis and we see these guys putting up a huge banner for frankenstein yeah i thought they were part of the resistance upon closer inspection they were just frankenstein fans and joe is the first guy into st louis and that pisses him off he's like i'm the fucking star of this race not fucking frankenstein so he stops yeah. He goes, what the fuck? Where's my goddamn banner? Yeah. And the guy's like, we don't fucking give a shit about you. What the oh, fuck? Shit. He's like, well, yeah, you don't give a shit about me. Fuck you. And he just runs over a fucking dude. He not, he runs into the ladder, knocking the guy down. And then he's getting ready to, he's like, got it. He's get, and Myra's rev- like, kill him, Joe. We need the points. Yeah. He's revving his engine. And then he goes over to the guy he was working with, who had just been clowned by the guy on the ladder. So he's like, hey, should I kill your buddy? And the guy's doing the thumbs down, like, murder this fucker. And so we get another great, gory shot of the guy's head just, like, exploding <laughs> off his body. Then I think he uh, fucking does a burnout on the guy's head, too. Oh, it's beautiful. So good. And then now they all meet up in St. Louis. Yep. So you got, you once you, you've been a hard day of driving. You got to get that fucking deep tissue body <laughs> massage. So everybody, <laughs> except for Salone, is and uh, Frankenstein. Frankenstein's not there, but every all the navigators, all the drivers are there getting massage. Yep. Very. Did you see? St- I don't. F- I feel bad for Stallone because he had the worst massage. This woman's just like tapping his like back. She wasn't even giving him a massage. Like, she couldn't even act a massage. She was like <laughs> poking his back. Well, you said he was. He was very. According to the director's cut, he was kind of shy in the, at this time in 1975. So maybe don't he told the woman. Maybe he told the woman like, "Take it easy on me." <laughs> don't, uh, don't 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 squeeze the charm in there. <laughs> So yeah, and, we got- yeah. So we got big muscle dudes uh, massaging the women, and we got babes massaging the dudes, and we got Junior Bruce like, "How did it go tonight?" And he's yeah, just like, yeah. The whole film crew's there, cameras there, live footage. Again, everybody's watching this for the next three days. This is what everyone's watching for twenty four hours. They're do- they have cameras in their room? No, they don't. But they would have liked it if there was cameras in their rooms because apparently all these drivers are fucking each other. That seemed to be something I learned. I think that's what happens here in a minute, but we'll get into that when we get there. 
And then we get the criminally underused. I don't know why. Maybe because she's a Nazi. Matilda, who's getting interviewed. She's just so easy on the eye. Why didn't see more? <laughs> and she's like, and my win is going to be the final solution for the master race. Women! Oh, because they're giving her shit because she's in fourth place right now. And yeah, she's like, that's no big deal. And she's and like, apparently, for some reason, Calamity Jane is like a, offended by Nazism. So she gets all up in her grill. There's like almost a cat fight breaks out. Yeah. This is where they get up and you get to see some tits. And then, ah, oh, it's a lot to look at in this. And point. while that's going on, our boy Joe is talking with Annie. He's just like canoodling with her. And that's when Frank enters the scene and he sees it. He's. Immediately jealous. Oh, yeah. And he, of course, is draped in his gimp suit. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so all the cameras are, oh, Frank's in here. Oh, Frank. He goes right up to Mira. He just right. whispers nothing into his ear, into her, her ear. Literally says, just tell him I whispered a little nothing into your ear. Just tell him I whispered a little sweet nothing into your ear. And then he just walks out because he's hurt, man. He thought him and Annie were, like, vibing. Yeah. And no, and then uh, fucking Joe goes up to Myra and punches her in the mouth. He's like, who are you talking to there? I know. And what what did he tell you? And she goes, he whispered a little <laughs> nothing in my ear. And he punches her in the face. What the right f- on camera, too. What the fuck was that? All right, so we follow Frank into the back, and we don't know where he's going. He's going to the bowels There's of the a building. a lot of gigantic empty rooms. Yeah. I guess that's going... the future is no furniture. Is he going to the boiler room or something? <laughs> I, I have no idea. But then suddenly, and we know the groupies, they wear a big black shirt with a white F on it. It's one of the Franklets. It's a Franken groupie. It's a Franken groupie. And he's just like, oh, I suppose you want me to bang you. <laughs> well... The dumpster's out back. That's what you want. She's like, no, no, no. I respect you. I understand you. She literally says, I respect you and Annie so much. I understand that Annie deserves your dick before anybody else. She is your navigator after all. And she- so that's that's where I'm like, wait, do the navigators and drivers get put like pitted together because they want to fuck each other? I don't know. I, there was also an in, in the commentary, there's an interesting uh, thing where uh, Mary Warnoff's like, you know, maybe I should have done a southern accent since I'm playing a cowgirl. I'm doing a New York accent. And then Roger Corman goes, but how do we know they're not just playing characters? Maybe these aren't real people. They're Literally, someone says they're like wrestlers. Is that? Wait, am I thinking of Am I thinking of the immortal again? <laughs> Press, probably. <laughs> I might be. Uh, you know what? I read that in the Wikipedia. Okay. Okay. So, so- Frank's like... He's like, you don't want to fuck me now? Like, he's like, what? He's yeah, like confused. He gets up there. He like caresses her face and everything. And she's just like, look, I understand you. All of your Franken groupies understand you. He's like, how do you understand me? Look at me. No one knows me. She's like, well, look, we're astrologists. We email each other. We all know you. And much like me, he immediately turns off and leaves once he hears someone talking astrology. Yeah. And he walks away. And he's like, I guess we're well, if we're not fucking, I'm going to take a nap. Yeah, and she just, as he's walking away, she just says, I just want you to know me. I love you. That's it. That's all he needed. 
And then Frank's in his gigantic room. It's just a bed and a, like a chair. Beautiful. And, and, and it's like gigantic. Yeah, it's a big old loft room here. And he's just chilling on a, on a chair. And uh, uh, Annie's on the bed lounging out. As you alluded to earlier, we're seeing David Carradine in his element. He's like, guys, am I? is it time for the scene I'm most interested in? The That's, strip down? Right. That's why he was like. I can't be nude in the massage scene because I have to I do a performance. Okay? Yeah. You have to see me strip. Oh, yeah. So he pulls off the mask first, as one would do. Oh, please let me see that beautiful face. Then he pulls off the fucking boots. Is that the foot you lost in the race of 1988? And she's just, like, drooling over him in that bed. And yeah, yeah. she's combing her, her hair, and she's just, like, slowing down and licking her lips. And, oh. And then he takes off the jacket, showing that sunken chest, the <laughs> lack of muscles. <laughs> and then here's the weird thing. Okay, he takes his pants off. And then he goes to like a hanger, like hang his clothes up, turns around, his mask is back on his face. <laughs> it was. What was that? Oh. And then he starts dancing with her. Can I have this dance? And he offers his hand. And that's when you also notice that he's just got the little black briefs, uh, his mask on again for some reason. That he just took it off. But he's also got a glove in his right hand. On his right hand. uh, Excuse me. He's still got his right-hand glove on. Okay. This is just David Carradine teasing us. He knows everyone wants to see that right hand. That's the the God hand. That's a strong hand. And we also learn that uh, Annie reveals, I was talking to Joe to give him fucked up directions. I wasn't like, you know, I'm into you, Frank. I was just like, you know, all's fair in love and war. Oh, yeah. So they're like, oh, that sounds like a good plan. She starts just like going down every little inch of him. She's like, my God, these Swiss doctors did such a fucking amazing job. And she's getting right down to those little black briefs. And she's like, is he going to slap me away or is he going to let me take it? What do those Swiss doctors do here? I'm just saying it. I think they grafted some kind of hydraulic branch long down there. Because that know. thing was fucking... Oh. They just left it to your imagination. They just go, you can't handle this, people. So they just fade to black. Lie down, and I'll show you. Day two arrives. We're getting ready to start the race again. We've got the deacon shows up, and he's ready to bless the, you know, day two. And Frank is just chilling, and he just nonchalantly takes off the left glove. Of course. Drops it. Nobody notices because everyone's like so intent on winning this fucking race. And then the deacon's like, you know, and they're off. So while they're doing that, Frank, because like the, it's like a hotel or something. There's like a roundabout yeah. in the front. So he just drives around the roundabout. Everyone's freaking out. They're like, whoa, Frankenstein's pulling off some kind of crazy maneuver. He took a straight left and now another left and now another left. Everyone's freaking out. And he just his whole roost for he, he, he and he's his like he's trying to set up like I just need to get my glove back yeah but no he runs over the deacon yeah the deacon is just moseying around in the road he's like oh it's Frankenstein's glove he was gonna smell it he was gonna pour his wine in there drink out of it so we're getting a little sign that Frank maybe is on the sign of resistance like maybe he doesn't like it because right now we think he's personal friends with the president he's all for this ship and now we're seeing little cracks like maybe Frank is. A good person. Yeah, we have no idea what that. Yeah, this was and fucking Junior Bruce is like masturbating because he's like it's so amazing. I know. Oh my god, his facials here. He's just like, but as we all know, the deacon's a religious figure. You can't kill a religious figure and gain any points from it. 
We get Harold right next to him. That is right, Junior Bruce. There is no points rewarded. As we know, the lineage of a deacon comes from a definition that has spanned over 50 years. I have just been handed a note. The points have been approved. How many points did he 50 get? 50 points for a deacon. And they think, oh my God, that's never been done before! Crowd is going fucking nuts! And we go back over to Frank just driving along, a little grin on his face. Oh, I love Frank. And then we see the girl we just saw earlier, the groupie, Frank and groupie. And yeah. she's got like a nice like white dress now on. She's, yeah, and white dress. She's got a little and black She's surrounded rose. by all the other Frank and groupies. And then they're like, they're offering her up as a sacrifice. She's got her arms out and a fucking uh, and a uh, Christ-like figure. And she's just standing there. Her groupies get out of the way. And she just lets herself go. Yeah, well, Annie's like, you're not going to do that, are you? And he's just like. Boom, runs right over her ass. What was she trying to prove here? Why did she do that? She just wants to want wants me to know she loves me. Cause it's not a he she he thought she was all about the violence like all these other fans are idiots and everything. She's like, no, I understand that it's, you're not killing people to kill people. It's about the points, it's about the race. You are the executioner of excellence. Okay. <laughs> so next we see uh, Calamity Jane. She's driving. There's a, a pan, like we said, there's people that just want to fucking troll the racers. So yeah. we got these greasers. One's young. The other are elderly greasers. I recognize this anywhere, Murray. That was Antifa. Antifa? That was Antifa. It had to be. Okay. Well, I mean, it's a fascist government. They're rebelling against it. Well, they're all it. dressed like Fonzie. I know that much. <laughs> but yeah, why but, were but One's young and two are like elderly why greasers. Why were they two elderly people? I did not get this and they're, at all. And their old shtick is they're playing chicken with Calamity because they have a manhole they're going to top down when she gets up to Okay, them. and why did they do a chalk line? What did that mean? I don't know. Like, I, maybe it's like you had to... You, you. She had to meet that line before they could jump, or like your. They bit. did it right in front of. <laughs> yeah, no, but I have. Saying. These are the questions, everybody. Look, I mean, we're the greatest investigative <laughs> journalists of action podcasting around, but even some are just too high out there for us. They didn't mention it in the director's commentary either. No, they did not. That's very strange. I, I, this is all over our forums. Everyone's asking this question. We have forums. Yes, of course we do. They're I deep know, forums no, too. I didn't know that. Yeah. I should, just, I should look into that. Oof. So two of the greasers just dive into the manhole, and then they close it up for the, the other one's like, bitch, grabs his dick, and he's like, ah-ha, and then he's like, what? It's another Looney Tunes bit where he, like, jumps 15 feet in the air, like he's <laughs> swan diving into it, and then he hits the sewer and, like, accordions and flips back up, and then he gets... Hit by, uh, was it was it Jane? It was Calamity Jane, yeah. And he goes flying in the air, and she's cackling, having a good time. And then even and then his two buddies are, too, because they lift up the man, and they're like, ha, ha, ha. And then Joe runs over their heads and kills them. <laughs> and another just, like, exploding it's just, it's fucking. Just, it's just like a watermelon with fucking tomato sauce in yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Oh, okay. And so we go over to, back over to Frank and Annie. Yeah, well, Annie's like, she's got her ruses because she's trying to lure Frank into an ambush that the resistance set up. She's like, hey, I heard there's this place, this like re-education thing for congressmen. There's a lot of points. Do you want to try it? The detour's coming up. And he's like, that sounds good. Yeah, I could get some rack up some points. That's yeah. like an easy kill. So they go off in this way. But no, it's not. It's not uh, congressmen. It's our resistance people. And they've got a barricade set up. they got fire and shit. Frank, like, this doesn't look like what you said it was. Yeah. And then we see a guy dressed up in a gimp suit. I noticed this the second time I watched. But, yeah, 
Gimp uh, doppelganger, the Gimpleganger. Doppelgimper. Doppelganger. There's so many fun ways to say that. Doppelgimper. He comes out and he just kind of like awkwardly waves at them. <laughs> and then I noticed that Annie like very discreetly waved back at him. And oh. I was like, why would you do that, Annie? She's got excited. But know. this is a thing between Anne and Frank as well, because Frank does the thing later where he pretends to drink really. Ugh. Well, that yeah, so, but Frank, he recognizes the traps. He runs over the fucking doppelfranker. Yeah. And takes off, and he's like, huh, who could have that been? Uh, I mean, it couldn't have been you. You're my navigator. Yeah, of course it couldn't have been you. And then he just goes, rubs his chin. He pulls, mm. I recognize this style I'm very attuned to it. He pulls a Columbo on her. This is a Columbo move. He's like, that's really weird. I wonder if maybe Joe got into our book last night. I didn't leave the book in the car. Oh, well, maybe someone overheard us fucking the other night and you blurted out. You were saying my name a lot. Maybe you said that we were going to take this detour. She's like, oh, yeah, that might have been it. That might have been it. That's really weird. Because, you know, I wouldn't have done this. I wouldn't have got you hurt. Oh, you wouldn't have got us hurt. That's what you mean. So it's like trying to bridge that they're a team now. They yeah. did fuck. Yeah. So Frank's like, okay, I believe you. And he pulls over. It's like, you know what? Why don't you drive for a little bit? Yeah. I want to kick my legs up a little bit here, you know? And she's like, can I do that? I'm your na- you can do whatever the- I can do whatever the fuck I want, Frank. I'm from that. New New York. I don't know how to drive. He's like, you're going to learn, bitch. Ten and two. Well, we learned that all of America is desolate in between, like much of what the people on the coast think. It's just desolate nothingness. No people. Shit, what and was, so what who was they our hit? movie where we traveled between? <laughs> like you, uh, we'll never So remember. we cut back to Joe, and he's got that that uh, that detour that Annie told him he, he was going to knock off a lot of miles off his, his trip. But no, it doesn't because it's a dead end. Yeah. He's lost, and he stops. And he sees a little fisherman. Yeah. And he's like, hey, where the fuck am I? He's like, well, you're in whatever the fuck. I don't know where they were. Friend, I just got to tell you, I love you. I love you. In my outhouse, your picture's everywhere, just plastering every wall. I I can't. I just, every race, I'm glued to the TV. How many times I've masturbated to your face? It's beautiful. If I could have the chance, Mr. Frankenstein, to shake your hand. Frankenstein? And then he just chases this guy down a fucking sh- very shallow river. Yeah, I don't know. Was- I don't know how you could fish in that. It was so shallow. Yeah. And he just runs the guy over and peels out on his ass. And, like, oh, that was the guy started- peeled. Yeah. Blood just sprays out of his ass. <laughs> and like Myra's loving it. You get him, Joe. All right, let's. You know she had a little like cotton ball like. Yes, I love her fucking <laughs> outfit. It was just oh, everything about her was great. Anyways, let's check in on some of our other wacky racers. It's been a minute. Apparently, Jane had, like, I don't know, like, got a flat tire or something. So Pete's working on it. Yeah. It's the man's job, you know? Yeah. We're pulled over on the side of the road. He's down. He's got his head hanging out in the road in the middle of it for some reason. I, I guess he's working on it with his feet or something. <laughs> no, all I know is Matilda sees that. It's a chance for, that's like, what, 10 points? So she just runs right over fucking poor Pete. Yes. <laughs> And Jane is pissed. You think you can kill my fucking navigator? And whatever was wrong is uh, thankfully fixed because she she uh, is in hot pursuit. And uh, then we jump ahead to the resistance, and they they're setting up another Looney Tunes trap. This was straight at Wiley e. Coyote. Yes, this, this is, is he, they got this from Acme. 
because yeah, like Calamity Jane's chasing, and, uh, and we see they're going through all these tunnels, mm-hmm. and then up until it goes detour, there's a sign that says detour, like arrow pointing this way. That's what I need. And she drives through this fake. Uh, the resistance put up just like a picture of a, a fucking tunnel. <laughs> she goes through it and goes off a cliff, <laughs> and this blows up. God. And we go over to Junior Bruce, and he's making the call about her demise. And then again, another slip of paper hits his hand. Actually, I misspoke. Matilda just scored a big bonus point. Yeah, we start seeing these G-Men start showing up and like saying, whispering in his ear. And yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, she's great. Nothing happened to her. Even though we just saw her blow up. All right. And so we still got Annie driving. Apparently, yeah, in, in uh, the year 2000, people are still living like 1900. You got a kid with a fucking tire and a stick. That's his toy. It, it, everything happening Xboxes with this kid. Xboxes were like sold out that, that, yeah. that Christmas. Everything about this kid is just very Opie. strange. Yeah, it's Opie, dude. He's wearing like a satin orange long sleeve shirt. And then he's got the blue jean overalls on. Yeah, because he's a country boy. And then he's got a little stick, and he's pushing the fucking tire along. <laughs> yeah, the yeah that the old nineteen hundred toy, the wheel and the yes, stick. It's so amazing. It's a tire. That's so again, David Carradine just nonchalantly Frankenstein. Oh, there's a boy. That'll be a good chance for you to earn a kill. She's like, oh yeah, I see it. So she starts accelerating a little bit, but then she swerves at the last minute. And goes around a tree. They almost ran into a tree because of this move. That's how how much of a, a sympathetic woman she is. She's like, I can't run over a child. Yeah. And then he's like, Frank's like, ha! I knew it! He's playing it cool, Murray. Yeah, no, he, doesn't, he doesn't yeah, throw it in the face yet. that's in his yet. mind, he's saying. Yeah. And so uh, she's like, oh. And he's like, he's like, don't worry, that could happen the yeah. first time. Oh, shucks, I missed him. Oh, yeah. You know, it takes time to, you know, line them up and actually murder them. He's like, it must be real easy for you. It's... Never easy. Never. Why don't you pull over? And then he's like, I want to drive again. So they change positions. She starts to go around the back of the car, and he says, no. Go around the front. And we get this tense scene. Like, I I was even like, oh, shit, what's happening now? You think he's going to run over Annie? Exactly. But he doesn't. She gets in the car. Well, Murray, come on. He demands to know where a penance is. What what was the place? He he's, he starts demanding some information from her, and she's just like, "It's just over here. It's in Japan." I think it was asking yeah. where Panacea. Or... No, it was where the place that they, the congressmen were at that they were going to rack those points up. And oh, she's like, she's like, "All right, I confess, it's not in America. It's in Tokyo." Yeah, right. yeah, okay. And uh, so she gets in, and he starts asking who she's working for. Oh shit. He's on to her. And then they all roll into Albuquerque, the second pit stop of the race. And everyone's disco dancing, having a good time. Clammy Jane's got these sweet fucking bell-bottom leather pants on. Oh, and like some kind of Indian kind of yeah. thing on. We got um, Annie just in a big gown, big fucking ring on. Yeah, she had like that. He was like a crystal ball yeah, on a fucking ring. It was, it was huge. Myrna just looking like Myrna. She's always looking like a gangster. She's Myra. But Myra. Yeah. God, I keep fucking it up. And then they stop for like a break for some food. Joe's just slather, slathering clam sauce all over his face. What is going on? Sly's like, I will not show my ass, <laughs> but I'll just eat with my fingers? Just clam sauce? <laughs> yes, just clam sauce. The fuck was and then, this? And then... Uh, I guess apparently uh, Frankenstein's watching his weight, so he's just nibbling on a carrot. 
the loudest carrot ever. <laughs> they put a microphone in that carrot because he crunches it. It's like, Crunch! and they're being talked to by these G men we saw earlier fucking with Junior Bruce. Yeah, they and... got the TV on in front of them, and the G man sitting next to it, and they're just like, it's double speak, y'all. You know, you're hearing one thing, and they know they're like, it's the resistance. We've seen them out there. Why don't you just fucking tell us? Like, I need protection. I didn't sign up here. People try to kill me. And he's just like, don't, there's no worry about it. Yeah. You're all right. Matilda died because she's an awful driver. She's a blonde woman. Yeah. All she needs to be is Asian on top of it. And Sly just snaps back with, you know, there's two things out here. One's bull and the other shit. And you're both of them, buddy. And then he just slathers some clam sauce on that guy's face. <laughs> And then everyone's like, I guess it's time to go to bed. So they just oh. take off. And this is where we get another great stripping scene from our man. Uh, You're going Frank. a little too far because Frank is pulled aside oh. by some guys with badges. It's like, more G-Men? What's going on here? They're in the same like brown suit with a red tie oh, that uh, the yeah. other G-Man had. Even the president wore a brown suit. Did you That's right. That? He did. Yeah. All brown. Interesting. Because shit. And so Frank's pulled away, and they're asking him about that detour he took and, you know, what's going on. They're, they're asking him some suspicious questions about Annie as well. Like, what, do you know anything about your navigator? What's the deal with her? And she's it's like, yeah, she's got a fucking hot ass and a wet-ass pussy if you really want to know. And I fuck it in the wet-ass hour. <laughs> so, so they're like – they, they, they fist bump. They bro up a little. But really, seriously – did you take that? He's like, yes, I took the detour. That was me. That's my initiative. And I'm about to fucking fuck the shit out of that bitch. Oh, man. Pictures? Maybe. <laughs> and then he just walks off. So we get we get a little cut of uh, the president, his broadcast. Right. And he's claiming that the French people and those- We would never do that. Those nasty Europeans and their- Americans would never blame the French for anything. No. And he says- Americans enjoy your freedom fries because that's what they're going to be called now because the French are our enemies. They're responsible for Nero and Matilda uh, demise. And uh, Annie, she's just like, look, I got to get some fresh air. I can't. Well, listen. she's like, I got to tune up the car for tomorrow. Yeah. You know, so she's working. She's go she's going to the garage where all the cars at. We, we didn't point out that uh, at, in uh, St. Louis, they had the cars lined up and Nero's was just like a pile of junk. But. She's working on the car, and then Joe was like, hey, what's up with that uh, detour you gave me? Yeah. Like, it was like a dead end. She's like, hey, she's like, Joe, all's fair in love and war. You know, I got to get the edge. I'm, like, I'm glad you said so because – uh, I'm going to choke your chicken. I, I, I realize we there's no love between us, so let's have a little war here. Yeah. And they start strangling her, and she's kind of into it at first because you know, there's some women that are into being choked. And then she's like, whoa, it's a little too tight. And just as he's about to kill her, kapow, Batman shows up, Frankenstein, <laughs> and we get this like weird fight. Because... Yeah, they're, they're rolling over cars, they're elbowing, they're punching, they're going up on the benches. You're seeing Stallone's hair get really long in some shots and back up the short <laughs> in other shots. It's all over the place. And it ends up with Frankenstein about to push Joe's fucking eyeball onto that knife on the yeah. hood of his car. And then he shows mercy, lets him go. Might have, he might have got a paper cut from that knife. That would have been dangerous. And he's just like, I'll kill you next time. Yeah, Frank swears under his breath. Or rather, Joe swears under his breath. He's like, that, that's, you shouldn't have let me live because I'll get you. I'm, that's, that's his whole goal of this race is to fucking get Frank. So we're back in one of those gigantic spacious rooms with just a chair 
and a bed. <laughs> I like at this point, Annie is very strange. I mean, she was just tampering with the car. Uh, you know. Well, look, this is the thing. She knows the heat is on. So she's like, you know, this is how women do it. She's like. I'll disarm them with sex. That's what I'm going to do. So she immediately takes her clothes off. Are you are you wondering why I said I just kill Annie? <laughs> I mean, this right here. Well, if you're going to disarm me, I'd free do it with sex than <laughs> any other thing. So she's looking really hot. She's slowly taking off those fucking thigh-high stockings, looking hot. Frankenstein's like, I got to get naked, too, because I'm fucking David Carradine. David Carradine. <laughs> so he's ripping his clothes off. He was probably supposed to not be in the sh- shot, but he's, like, wandering into the shot, like, bending over, taking his fucking leather pants off. So she's, like, totally naked on the bed. We and- got her ass just in the foreground. Right. <laughs> oh, man. And Frankenstein's like, let me tell you my origin, all right? Like, I'm from a long line of Frankensteins, you know? It's like, we were bred, born and bred, apparently, to win this race. I don't yeah. know what the fuck it was for. And she's like, oh, that's very interesting, you know? And and then he's like, well, let's get ready to fuck. He's got that fucking glove on. Like, is, yeah, is that he, some sex things? He shove it up, people. What's she's, like, there? got her face planted in the bed, and he, like, rips her over and, ex- you know, get, exposes those breasts to the camera shot again. <laughs> And he, he's just told us that Franken he is the eighth iteration of Frankenstein, that all those injuries weren't his because they don't do the surgery. They just bring back a new – make a new guy. And right. she's just like, whatever, I don't give a shit. Yeah, and uses that glove, rips her over. And she's like, no glove, some love. And he's like, sorry, I don't take this off for anybody. Mm. Prepare to get probed. And then we <laughs> just cut away. That's- I can't wait to expose the glove. Oh, that loaded glove. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Tully should might have, must have been involved with that. <laughs> so the next morning, this is it. This is the we're just in Albuquerque. We're just hop skipping away from New L.A. I mean, we only get one of these every year, and right off the bat, we get Calamity Jane, and she's just going up to each racer. She knows she can't do it. She, she lost her navigator. She's like, I'm, I'm, I'm done. Yeah. So she's just wishing everybody well. She's yeah. Like, she goes up to Frank. She's like. It's been such an honor to race alongside you again. I got to tell you, you're looking a little taller than last year. Your face looks a little bit different this year as well, but it's been an honor. Really? I'm assuming they just clone them. That's yeah. what they do. You think so, they clone, yeah, they, they so clone technology? They, so it's the same Frankenstein. Every All right. And they somehow rapidly age them. I don't know how they do that. And then she goes up to Joe, and he didn't have any of it because he's pissed because he's got the fucking band. It's a cartoon, so he has like a bandage over his eye. So you could hear people uh, whispering in the background, well, like pit how crew was pushing the car. It was the pit crew. The pit crew was just like, I wonder how many points whoever punched him in the face got. And he can hear this, and he's yeah. pissed. And then Calamity Jane, she she's wishing him well. Like, Get the fuck out of here! I'll buy you. And she's like, Okay, whatever. And then they and they're off and fucking Joe. You remember what those pit crew says? He kicks it in reverse and just runs over his own pit crew. <laughs> and Junior Bruce like genius play. What? Oh. It's never been done before. Forty points for his own pit crew. Oh. And it makes sense because you're not going to need him anymore. It's the last fucking day of the race. And we hear the broadcasters continue on on this last day of the race. They're like, all Joe has to do. He's so far ahead on points. All he has to do is finish in second. Unless Frankenstein starts racking up some crazy points here, he's just he's just too far ahead. So we cut to Jane. She's driving. This is like some bikers are. Ch- it's like straight out of Road Warrior. Some bikers are chasing her. Guy tries to leap into her fucking car. He does, and they fight in the car. And she throws him off, right? Yeah. And then she just drives off the road, and she, she chases down the other guy. Oh, <laughs> 
it was we left out. There's a scene they really show you that there's putting a landmine. It's like right yeah. in your right in your fucking face, like three D. Don't bury it. They just like lay it on the ground, put a yeah. little dirt around the edges, mm-hmm. and then they just tiptoe away. And then they <laughs> then they attack Calamity Jane. So they're setting her up. Yeah. And so the 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 remaining man on the motorcycle lures his, this into this little car graveyard that they had, yeah. where there was like five cars there. And I think I don't even know if she bumped him or anything. I think he just rode he off. Crashed. No, he crashed. He, he just he, crashed. He, he, he like hits a jump and blows up. It was, it was weird. That's all like maybe I re- he hit a land. I just remember him blowing up. Yeah, he blows up. And so Jane just <laughs> kind of this was like the most non tense tense scene. I I kind of loved it though. It was so ridiculous, but I loved it. So Jane just kind of like stops, and she's sitting there. She takes her helmet off. She you know combs through her hair for a second there, and she takes a big deep breath. She looks around. She sees all the abandoned cars with like bullet holes in them. She's just like, man, I gotta get out of here. Well, she's in race. Yeah, you gotta get out of there. Yeah, of course you gotta get out of there. Right. <laughs> And uh, and of course, when you're in a race, you got to do a nine point reverse turn. To <laughs> well, get... you got to remember, in real life, she doesn't know how to drive, so maybe that's was, a good maybe, maybe I should let her do this thing. And so we're watching her go in reverse from the view of the landmine. <laughs> this is a good and shot. She's getting sl- closer, and then she just pulls up, and then she pulls back a little, and then she just yeah, drives right over. Like it. she probably could have made the cut the first time, but she keeps she reversing. Could definitely made the cut the first time. She ridiculous. keeps coming back, and it's like no, no, no. And then, boom, she's blown up. So now it's just Joe and Frank. Oh, God, I loved it. All right, and so Frank, he's like, I need one of my protein drinks. Give me some tang. Now. Not boon tang, tang. I love his little container because it's like a metal container. Earlier he had a little metal straw when she she still thought he was disfigured or everything. He put the little metal straw. And so he's like, I need need my drink. So he gets it. And then, for whatever reason, she goes back down to fiddle with something, and he reaches down. He's got a basin of fucking pills, oh. and apparently they're 30-minute sleep pills. Yes, 30 minutes. <laughs> but did you notice how many? There? It was like a bowl of M&Ms in a Renegade episode. It was just <laughs> fucking a giant bowl of pills. Well, hey, sometimes you need to be out for 30 minutes. Yeah. And so he grabs one and dumps it in the drink and then does a quick little swirl and then turns away from uh, Annie yeah. and pretends this. Just... <laughs> oh, ah, very good. Yeah. Oh, what flavor is that? Vanilla. Vanilla's my favorite. Let me get a swig. I think you should. And so she takes a fucking big sip of it. And you hear a cartoonish gulp noise, which I guess is the pill going down. <laughs> and she's disgusted. You can tell when you slurp down something hard, but she can't. So I'm, you're thinking that she's about to say, what was it, in that? It uh, disintegrated inside. Oh, yeah, the uh, plastic capsule yeah. disintegrated inside. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you're thinking she's going to say, what was in that? Instead, she goes, eh, peach, the fuck? He's like, oh, sorry, you know, back in the race of 92, I, I had my taste, blow, taste buds blown off. And she buys it. She laughs and takes another drink. <laughs> and then she just passes out. All right. And the resistance is watching this. I think they think she's dead. So they're like. They catch a glimpse of it in a minute, but uh, this is when Barney's big plan's coming into play. They're they're going right into the fucking valley that they really have rigged up. There's like, yeah, there's mines everywhere. They're not mines. There's like fucking dynamite everywhere. Yeah. They got those old plunger things. The plungers. Oh, so happy. And uh, 
the, this fucking really cool airplane. Like it had the wings on the back. Yeah, that was weird. It was like I, a one man little airplane. I have no idea what's going on with airplanes, so I can't help anybody with that. But it was interesting. And I'm thinking he assumes Annie's dead, so he's like, I'm going to fucking kill Frank. Yeah. As he's flying in, he sees that Annie looks like she's dead because he's, like, pulling her little uh, uh, comatose body around. And so Barney was just like, fuck, he killed her. Well, we don't have to worry about just blowing up his car now because who cares? But they're trying to capture Frank. Yes. This plan doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, it's the stupidest plan of all because it's like— I guess they're still trying to replace him, but they need the car. But yeah, because they need a. I the... think there's two plans. I think Miss Payne has one plan, and these guys have another. I think their plan is to replace him because Mrs. Payne wants to kidnap him, hold him hostage. Because her whole thing is she just wants to end the race. She doesn't even care about like all the dystopian shit going on. She's oh. like, I want to end the race. Okay. So her plan is, for some reason, she thinks the president because they're besties, they're best friends. So if she takes him oh. hostage, the president will call off the race. Right. Okay. And I think these guys want to replace him and, you know, assassinate the president. Okay. So the resistance guys, led by Barney, they start fucking triggering off all the bombs and everything. And we've even got uh, Machine Gun Joe. He's looking out from his binocular point, and he's just like, fuck the— For a minute there, I thought he was actually going to help him. And then no, I, he hates second, Frank. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't know why I thought that, but on second viewing, I was like, "Oh, he's just enjoying the fact that you know the resistance is going to kill Frank for him." So uh, yeah, we got Joe, jo, or excuse me, Frank, just eluding all these bombs and everything. He's not really trying that hard. The bombs are both of them are. Joe's eluding bombs too. Yeah, and Joe gets away, and then Frank, Frank, uh, he's like, "I got to get rid of this fucking airplane." So yeah. he takes this little like side road. Apparently, he know he, I guess he's done this race so many times. He knows all the back roads. Every road, yeah. And he lures him, and the guy just crashes into a cliff face. And we cut over to Junior Bruce, and he's just like, Frankenstein has done it! He's taken out the French Air Force! Ah! How many points is that? We don't even know. <laughs> all I know is it's 29.58 seconds, 29.59 seconds, 30 minutes. And he comes too, because it's a thirty minute pull. <laughs> it's amazing, amazing. And she's like, "What happened?" You know. And he's got he got a little bit of shrapnel, so it's like yeah. his shirt's all tore open, his chest is exposed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, this, that he's just under the <laughs> zipper a little bit, but yeah, his shoulder's like blown off. Of course, and he's got this is his blood. left shoulder. Of course, always it was. your left. And always left. The shrapnel went all the way through, so he's gonna live. Don't worry about it. And he's just like, "Look, I didn't want you doing anything hasty, so I put you out for exactly thirty minutes." She's like, "Oh, I." I understand. It's like, yep, we, the race is ours to win now. All we got to do is just coast right through. She's like, well, it really pains me to do this. She grabs the wheel and fucking yanks it. They almost go over a cliff, Murray. But he gets regains control, yeah. stops the car, does a dramatic walk off. Why? Why? And then she runs up She to just him. tried to murder him, and a, he just immediately gets out of the car. Because it's a great shot, that's why. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. And he's like... Look, I'm with you. I want to kill this motherfucker is more than anybody. Why didn't you the other two times you had opportunities? Why now? But then again, maybe it's, this is a new Frankenstein. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. I think I think it's yeah. this is a new Frank. So. <laughs> He's like goes, "You want to know what's under this black glove? You want to smell this glove?" <laughs> Pulls it off. 
He has his fucking he has a <laughs> hand grenade embedded in his hand. <laughs> the logic of this grenade is amazing because he's like, uh, you know what the winner gets? Because she still thinks he's just trying to win for the because he's the uh, excellence of executioning. Right. He wants to be the first three time winner. Yeah. And he's like, no, I want to shake the president's hand. Reveals it. It's a hand grenade. <laughs> That's fucking you've been doing dad jokes the last few weeks. That's a fucking dad joke and a half. But you literally have to pull a pin out of it like a normal grenade. And how would he have done that when it with the glove? Well, you got 10 seconds, so I guess you can be like He would have had to discreetly pull his glove yes. off, pull the pin off, put the glove It wasn't back well, they, these these guys don't think through their plans. You obviously. think it would have been like the clown glove or you know the shocker that the clowns have in their glo- shocks? Yeah, Joker has uh, Joker, sure. Whatever. Yeah, it's a kind of a dumb plan, but we're going with it. Yep. And so Joe is driving. He's like, he's ready. He's he's coming into New L.A. He's going to win it. And he's just like, he's like, Joe, why are you doing this? I'm going to win for hate. He's going to win for hate. It's just hate. I love it. All right. And so uh, Annie and Frank, they get back on the road. Uh, Joe and him are jockeying for position. They're trading off the lead back and forth. They're, and, of course, Joe's trying to win for hate. So he's he's w- willing to, you know, win at any cost. Yeah. And Annie's like, hey, can you give me a hand? Oh, boy. And I got that sweet that joke in. And so she takes fucking the hand. The hand just comes off. Yeah. Now it's like a mannequin it, hand. It was, she had to like do kind of like a doorknob kind of technique. You know to what? It. It's funny because we just talk, there's a guy who was missing a hand in our tippy tap yeah. last the other day. <laughs> weird, weird how that all this, this comes together. It's like it's always that. like we made a theme on movies just based yeah, on that's, a, that's how good we are. That's how good we are. And weren't they both? Uh, right? That would have been the left hand on this guy. This yeah. was the right hand. So, yeah, she takes the hand grenade off. They were both left hands, I think. No, his was left. Uh, Frankenstein's is his right because that's a shifting hand. Okay. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Okay. You're right. So, yes, yeah, so she so takes the hand. Pulls the pin out <laughs> and throws it. Nails, uh, you know, throws it right in um, Mer- Mer- Myra. Myra's lap. And she freaks out. Ah, it's a hand! It's a hand! And Joe is just like, I'll give you the back of my hand. Yeah. yeah. And then just blows up. Fuck it. That so everybody's dead. Nuts. So I guess Frankenstein wins by proxy because everybody's fucking dead now. Yeah, we actually see him pull right up to the finish line, and he's just like, you're going to have to take over, you know, shifting for me now. But, uh, yeah, the whole fucking uh, the Mr. P's there. He's on a big old grandstand. But he tells, like, he's like, Annie, what are we going to do now? Yeah. That was my plan. She's like, don't worry. I have an idea. Ooh. So yeah, right. so, so now they're pulling up. They pull up, and we got the big F- grandstand fanfare. With- all the uh, there's fans everywhere. The TV crews are waiting. Everybody just so excited to see Frankenstein win for the third fucking time. And his great friend, Mister President, is there. So you can't wait to see his friend. Oh yeah. And Frankenstein gets out of the car. He's getting his hand already, warming it up for that handshake. I, 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 I was like, wow, those Swiss doctors and that ass. Because Frankenstein's Jeez. ass was looking great. I, I like that you noticed that, too. Because you get the camera guy went under the stairs, so you just see the ass. I was like, man, David Carradine. <laughs> Whew. He must do Pilates or some <laughs> shit. We saw you earlier in your briefs, and there was and, not that much and ass And see a close-up of his hand. He said this little knife. I Just, guess if you stuck it in some guy's oh yeah, neck. You still have someone yeah. Throat, it you could kill. work. Yeah. Could. Nick so, Gage tells me it could work. Oh, boy. 
And so the president, he's got his arms wide open. With arms wide open. I don't want a fucking handshake. I want a goddamn hug. I want to grab those Bring cakes. Bring it in here, buddy. Those carotene cakes. And just as, he, just as he's about to stab president in the throat, fucking Mrs. Payne cock blocks the whole situation, whips out a gun, shoots Frankenstein. What the fuck was this? I was so confused. I was like, oh, wait. Is uh, Thomas Seal working for the president after all? I thought we did a double swerve here or something. I don't know. I think maybe she was aiming for the president. She and she just ex- sucks? Yeah. She's ah. an old lady. Wow. Shoots Frankenstein. Frankenstein falls down. The mask comes off. The president, I thought, pulled it off. And was okay. just like, what the hell is this? It's fucking Annie. Yeah. Apparently, she got shot in the left shoulder because she's going to be okay. Yeah, so people st- escort her off the grandstand. I then- think this whole scene was just thrown together because yes. one more naked scene from David Carradine. Yes, we just see a hand. <laughs> We're looking at the front of the, uh, the the Frankenstein car, and you just see a hand pull his body up from under the steering wheel, you know, and then David's just like, all right, here we go, drives into the grandstand, the president, he knocks it over. This scene, according to Roger Corman, oh they, they made this up like a week before they started filming. That makes sense. They had no idea. Cause it, or, and they were like, then someone's like, well, shouldn't they kill the president? And he's like, yes, that's a great ending. I like it. So he just drives it. No security at all. Apparently they're so cocky that they're like, whatever. Yeah. Drives the fucking car into the grandstand. That somehow kills the president. Yeah. Yeah. He falls five <laughs> feet, lands on the hood of the car, and is dead. The security, the G-men, all those people we were seeing before who were kind of like threatening the drivers, they're gone. They are, they're just like, well, the president's dead, so his power, we don't care anymore. The whole Well, you know the rule. If you can kill the president, it's like Highlander. If you can kill the president, you become the president. Oh, yeah. That's a good rule. I like that rule. So Frankenstein becomes president. <laughs> and it ends with him getting married to, to Annie. He's got a white suit on, looking fly as shit. I think you should have had a white gimp suit. That would have been better. Oh, my God. Gold zippers on a white <laughs> fucking gimp suit? Hell, yeah. And he's already mad with power himself. He's like, I'm going to give everyone the rights back. I'm changing this. I'm changing that. Everyone gets free COVID shots. There's no more. He literally abolished racism was one yeah, of his yes, things. Uh, they were like, are you going to let women into the presidential he office? He abolished the police. He was like, I already let one woman into my life. So, yeah, of course, there's going to be women everywhere. It's going to be great. And Harold's okay with it because he's a real journalist. But Bruce, his whole thing is the fucking race. He is bummed the fuck out. Mr. President, what about the race? I'm getting rid of this. What? You can't do that. The American people love the race. I love the race. And he's just like. America needs violence, Mr. President. We love it, <laughs> and they get they jump in their Lamborghini apparently, and and Annie's like, well, how about we give him one more death? How about how many points do you think this guy's worth? Mm. And he's just like, I don't know. Let's see. And they just run over fucking poor Junior Bruce. He's just doing his job. And then Harold goes over there and he picks up his last little scarf that he was wearing, and he's just like trembling with the mic. He's just like, what is this day? And the outro, how did you like the outro of just Harold explaining the history of violence? I don't even remember that. Yeah. I, I'm going to I'm gonna end the episode with that little uh, voiceover that he did. But he was just like, violence began with the Native American savages when they first created a tomahawk. I think that's what it was. That's uh, how it ended? I remember that, that 
that speech, but I thought that was in the middle of the movie. That's the end of the movie? Yeah, it was then. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was very, very interesting speech. Well, the same speech that Seagal gives, you know, about, you know, saving the environment or anything. But oh, good. No, it's it good can't speech. be that good. Can't be that Seagal good. Seagal speech. God, I can't. I I'm still, glad you mentioned Seagal, Griff. I can't believe he did a 15-minute speech at the end of one of his movies. I'm glad it was at the end. I could, I could turn that off. That's a good point. That's a good point. But I'm glad you mentioned Seagal, Griff, because next week. We're doing. We haven't talked about the sensei in a while. We, uh, Murray. Before we get into Seagal, I just want to mention just there's so much we need to get to this summer. There's been so many faces, so many actors, so many characters that we've been so fucking excited about that we haven't talked about in so long, just in no particular order, without any movies attached to it. I just want to talk about some of these actors. Uh, it's just okay. we got to get some Henry Silva in here. It's been too long. I think the last he time, makes me crazy. Exactly. I think the last time he was complaining about sugar in his coffee, uh-huh. we got. Uh, well, we just mentioned it. Seagal. We got to get him in there. Uh-huh. And uh, when there's a Seagal, you know what, what's coming up next. So I'll, so I'll skip that name. We got to get a little more JCVD in our life, and I want to get Joe back in. Joe Coleman, that is. Wow, oh, man, Joe Corey just tear runs down his eye. I, I'm pretty sure we'll get Joe Corey back in here. That wasn't a slight. No, that wasn't a that wasn't. Well, it was from Griff. It wasn't from me. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, throw me under the bus. Yeah. Robert Zadar. When was the last time we saw that beautiful cherub face of his? We've heard. I think we've only done Samurai Cop. Have we done any others? Oh, we did Tango, Tango Cash. Cash. That was like a tiny little yeah. cameo. So we're gonna get. How the fuck have we done 159 or so episodes and only done one Zadar movie? Exactly. And so we're going to get some Zadar in there. Because he's a Z-star. I like it. We're going to get another modern movie into the mix. We uh, we alluded to it in one of our somewhere, but we're going to get another modern movie in there because Run, Hide, Fight did fucking great. So thanks, mm-hmm. everybody, for li- checking that out. Um, We haven't seen him in so long either. Al Leong. And, of course, the worshiper of the biggest dong of all time, Brandon Lee. Haven't we done it since yeah, the crow. Guys, that's the thing. You guys think when are they going to stop? They're running out. We're never no, running out. No, we're never running out. This is, we got episodes to cover the next three months, <laughs> and that's building up into three the, decades. Yeah, and we're building up into the biggest month of all time. Uh, I, I I think we have a tentative date on it uh, for September Rucker Hauer month. It's gonna be yeah. fucking beautiful. All Rucker Hauer. All month can't wait. Long. We'll probably get all guests on that too. We could get back into that. Your favorite. Uh, well, I don't know. It's just that's, that's up to you. I mean, oh no, I, I love the idea. I just okay. wanted to space it out. Okay, wings, motherfucking Hauser. We, I definitely need some. Wings we worship this man, and we've done one of his movies, yeah. and he's got a lot out there. So we got some fucking wings on the on the wings. Branscombe, fucking Richmond. Haven't seen him in forever. We got some. He might have to up. do some renegade tippy taps just oh. to feel the warmth the of that Sioux Falls, Falls flowing oh. upon us. And uh, one last one I want to mention. We probably should throw a Cynthia Rothrock in there as well. Sure. Joan Chen. Love Joan Chen. I keep – you know what? We're going to – I've been wanting to do a Lethal Ladies Month forever. We need to do that. We need to represent the ladies. I like that. Yeah. I think so we, we'll get on We'll get on to that. Well, it'll probably – yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyways, Murray, if you would like to continue again with next week's All right. Episode, well, if we're talking about names, we're going to start out with the biggest fucking name next week. And it – I mentioned already, Sensei Seagal. But yep. not only that, there's another guy we uh, like. We've never done a movie with him, in, as far as I'm, uh, as far as I remember. I've been, I've been pitching it for so long. Well, probably since the beginning of this year. I've been like, wait, we haven't done this guy yet. How have we not done him? We're talking about the madman himself, 
the the teeth that uh, we saw earlier in this movie for some reason David Carradine was wearing his teeth for some reason. <laughs> Gary Busey. Gary Busey. That's right. We're doing Under Siege. Another. I, I can't imagine we're going to be Navy sealed by this movie. I've well, seen he it. Uh, Seagal is a Navy SEAL in this movie. Yeah, I've but seen it. I think it. he does it right. Yeah, I've seen it before. It's hard when you have a Sensei Seagal movie to not have the most irritating, heroic figure. Well, that's the thing. People love our Seagal, and we're going to give it to you. So that'll be next week's episode. I'm excited for that. Yeah. And we'll, we'll see you then next week. Keep it warm. Keep it above water. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> President Frankenstein, you can't call off the race. The American people won't stand for it. Get out of the way, Junior. The race is the symbol of everything we hold dear, our American way of life. Sure, it's violent, but that's the way we love it. Violent, violent, violent. And that's why we love you. Frank, do we have to listen to this? Be violent. No. No. As to this matter of violence, the technique of violence was first developed in 2 million B.C. by the Australopithecines, a tribe of four-foot primates who had no brains to speak of, but who nevertheless invented the tomahawk and used it on each other. This practice led to the enlargement of the brain, another useful weapon. Yes, murder was invented even before man began to think. Now, of course, man has become known as the thinking animal. Now you know the rest of the story.